Hello, everyone, and welcome to the inaugural episode of The Sideliners. Side, the, the Sideliners, yes. Sideliners. Welcome. We're very excited to have you here. Talk some football. Let's get right into it. College football recap. This week, had, some, had a lot going on. Notre Dame takes down Clemson in a dogfight in overtime. It's some interesting calls, but, you know, whatever. It's fine. It John, is what it is. Let's get your top four for this week. Let's I, I have Alabama at number one. Of course. They've been dominant all year. Absolutely. Ohio State at two. It's still early season for them, but by the way they were last year, uh, they've got to be number two. Uh, over, And then three is Notre Dame over Clemson, who's number four. I don't have A&M in my top four, but I think they still have a chance of making the playoffs. Sounds good to me. I agree with all of it. Yeah, I think that all sounds good. Ben, what do we got? I also agree with oh, wow. the latter. Some the unanimous... Former, the former. A unanimous decision from yes. the gang. Brad, who do you have for your Heisman top three? Heisman top three. Got a lot of good, solid candidates this year, but I think just like Bamba's number one, you got to give Mac Jones number one. He's also been dominant all year. Hasn't been a close game, really, except for Ole Miss. Um, number two, you got Justin Fields. Again, same kind of philosophy. And then I have Trevor Lawrence at my third because, you know, two weeks of COVID is going to slow him down, but honestly, he's been so dominant. We'll see how it plays out. I agree, but I, I just can't have Justin Fields up there. I have Trevor Lawrence at number one. Don't think this COVID breaks uh, taking him back anywhere. I have Mac Jones at two. He's been very dominant, as you said. And I have Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson. Who's been looking great this year. I don't have um, any... <laughs> I don't have Haskins. No, what? Haskins. What am I talking about? What are you talking about? I, I want to talk about Zach Wilson actually for a second because I think he has been playing really well, but he still isn't getting enough recognition. I actually sat down and watched the BYU boys game last Friday, and oh my god, they are good. On defense too, but he just makes, he makes every single pass look easy. They totally are unstoppable. Put up what, 58? Something like Something. that. Against Boise, a ranked team on the road, looked really good. I don't have him in the top three just because I don't think he gets the national attention that, that the other it. three get. But I think he honestly probably deserves to be That is there. a yeah, so. scary college football team to go on the road to. That is Definitely. a very uh, Ben, do you have any disparity in your Heisman rankings this week? Uh, I do, actually. I say Mac Jones at number one. Alabama has been dominant all season, as we've all said. Uh, I think Justin Fields, OSU, coming in hot... Um, and I think that they that potentially they could jump to number two. Potentially. Potentially, behind the play of Justin Fields, and then once Notre Dame loses to Boston College this week, we'll talk uh, more about that. We later. will talk more about that. <laughs> we have a lot to say about that. Um, and then number three, I have Kyle Trask. I think, Kyle Trask. I think Florida has been pretty good, hey, pretty I'm good, good, and I think that he's leading them very well. I don't know. If they have a bid for the playoffs, but they win the SEC, they probably could do it. They yeah. they maybe could. We'll have to. They're in good see. control to make the SEC championship. Taking down Georgia last week, another big game. Control their own destiny. Fun Absolutely. game in the first half, kind of a blowout in the second. I would say. Yep. All right. So next thing I want to talk about this year, it seems like more than ever, the group of five has gotten some some good attention. Yeah. There have been fun teams like Liberty taking down Virginia Tech on a last-second field goal last week. You've got Coastal Carolina. It's been fun to watch them all year. Coastal Carolina has been very fun to watch, I will say. 
They've been very fun. Yeah, their field is funny. They have like a turf. Yeah. There's some turquoise turf going on. Yeah. Marshall, another ranked group of five team that honestly I don't know a whole lot about, but I know they're ranked and they're undefeated, and we'll see if they play anyone good. And then you've got the big two, it seems like, Cincinnati and BYU, the only ones that have a, I would say, legitimate shot at the playoff. They both looked really dominant. I personally think BYU is better, but Cincinnati really has looked dominant in some, against some decent teams. We'll see. Uh, you guys, do either of you think that either of these teams will be able to make the playoff? I don't think it that any of them could make the playoffs unless BYU goes undefeated. I, Which I they, probably, they probably will. You never know. They could. They've made it in past years. Not recent, but past years. Uh, BYU's been pretty dominant. This year, they're putting up Alabama numbers. Um, I'd also like to speak out on Liberty. This has been really fun to watch. Kind of a Cinderella story. He was was really excited to talk about Liberty, guys. (laughs) That game last week was at ending. Yeah, it was awesome. Crazy. So, Virginia Tech blocks the field goal. And they return it, but it, they took a timeout, and it gets called back. Liberty kicker lines it up again, knocks it through, and they take him down. And they honestly, so the very last week of the um, regular season, we get, we get Liberty and Coastal. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a great game. I'm pretty excited to watch that one. So, so the moral of the story is to be nice and not ice the kicker. Yeah, my, exactly. my, reminds <laughs> Reminds me of... Um, Couple weeks ago, Cardinals versus Seahawks, marquee matchup. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Zane oh, yeah. Gonzalez. He's on my fantasy uh, team at the time. That, that may be a blessing. At the time. At the time. Ooh. Hey, he's that, that's he's that's rough. That is that good. is rough. Um, and so Cardinals with a chance to win. Um, Zane Gonzalez kicks it straight through the uprights, and lo and behold, Kingsbury calls a timeout and goes back out on the field. So. Essentially icing your own kicker. You know, bold strategy. I wouldn't personally do it, but goes back onto the field, misses it. Um, ultimately, didn't hinder them as much. He kicks the game-winning field goal at the end. You love to see it. But, um, you know, yeah. that, that game with Liberty, I mean, you if they, if they lose that game, I mean, who knows where they, they end up. They probably might not even be ranked. Yeah, but Co- but then Co would mean that would mean Coastal wins that game, which is really just, it's exciting to watch all of them. It's kind of funny. Yeah. So, the next thing, speaking of funny teams, I guess. We've got the MAC. They started up a couple weeks ago and it seems like we have football this week at least. We had football every single day of the week. On Monday you've got the NFL. On Tuesday you get half the MAC and then last night on Wednesday you get the other half of the MAC. And not it seems like kind of the most irrelevant conference based on just they don't have any ranked teams. They were the last ones to start playing. But last night you got Western Michigan and Toledo. Western Michigan scores. They miss the extra point, so they're down by four with about 40 seconds left. They recover the onside kick and then drive down the field, and the game any touchdown comes on a fake spike. It was very, very nice. Really good looking. I, I always say special awesome. teams make sure breaks the game. You have to always watch out, and mistakes are made. Very analytical. Yes, very analytical. <laughs> so yeah, love the Mac on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. I, yeah, I really like. Nice having it. football week. Yeah, gives us more to talk about too. So um, I guess it's time to transition over to the NFL, and we want to talk about kind of which teams we think are for real and which ones are kind of pretenders, maybe. So um, if either of you would like to start on that, um, I will start. So first of all, my name is Ben. I'm depressed Cowboys fan. Um, Welcome. 
pass interference enthusiast <laughs> and um, advocate for restarting the San Antonio Spurs rebuild and going to a championship within the next you two years. Are coming out with uniforms tomorrow? Oh, yes. Oh, cool. That excites me. Yeah, like the, the old, you know. The, the right. 90s uniforms coming awesome. back for the Spurs. Anyways, we, getting, we can talk back. more about basketball in the future maybe, although our name is Sideliners. But I guess that goes with any, any sport. Hey, you know. Except when, for like baseball. Curling. <laughs> the curling sideliners. When you, when you play left bench, you know. It applies to everything. Yes, sir. Obviously. Um, but getting back on topic. Right. Um, Pretenders so, for real. Um, so for real, obviously, defending champions, the Chiefs, they've looked great all year. Patrick Mahomes is, um, you know, doing things that quarterback that a quarterback has not yeah. done. Yeah. Uh, fastest. You could say he's, he's magical. Magic Mahomes. You could say that. Uh, fastest to 100 touchdowns, um, passing Dan Marino. You love to see it. You, you do love to see it. Um, okay. And I like that. So, to, to the contrary of my partners here, I say that the Steelers are for real. <laughs> and okay. I say this because I think that Big Ben has bounced back. He's hurt. Well, yes. <laughs> However, oh, up to this point in the season. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Um, what was a good comeback year for him? They are right now. Yes. Um, Big Ben has come back this year. And Claypool. Um, Chase, Chase, Claypool. Chase Claypool has, uh, at least in the fantasy realm. Um, unless you have Juju, then it's not very exciting. Uh, yeah, that, that may be one of the only hindrance on the Steelers season this year. But I think that, this, that the defense looks great. Mika Fitzpatrick is... Very good, good defense. Uh, would you say... You may, the, you may recall, actually, the first game of the season when the Giants were playing the Steelers, you made a bet to me that Minka Fitzpatrick would pick off Daniel Jones in the first half. And that did not happen. Ah, uh, well... Go Giants. You know, money money was not on the line there, but um, very good defense. Depending on the status of Big Ben, I think that they could potentially... That they are most likely going to win their division... Okay, I'm cutting you off. You've been talking about the Steelers too long. Um, okay, okay. Do you have another? Um, any other teams that you wanted to address? Uh, I think the Cardinals. Kyler Murray has been great this season. Okay, awesome. John. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, as Ben said, he's a Cowboys fan. I'm a Saints fan. Uh, parents lived there, grew up. Uh, just love the state. Um, awesome. I, 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 it's no bias too. The Saints are going. The way they looked against the Bucks this week has just been crazy. I want to get back to the Bucks. But in a how second. do we how do we know that it wasn't a one week wonder kind of thing? Because they've been. See, I think their offense has played that way on that level, but they haven't had a target like Michael Thomas, and having Michael Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders back, he just, can, just adds another Drew Brees can depth. just diversify yeah. to any anyone he can go to. Uh, hey man, those those ten those ten yard checkdowns do wonders. The slants, I do. The slants. Drew Brees, Drew Brees. Passed it to like 11 different receivers in the first half, which is crazy. That is insane. Uh, I have Green Bay. Offense has looked really good. Defense has been unstable at times, but what can you do? It's a defense. Um, uh, Chiefs, obviously, they look so good. Won the Super Bowl last year. Patrick Mahomes is playing out of his mind. And I have the Bills, who look really good. I like Josh Allen. He looks good. He kind of had a slump, but uh, he lo- he's looked good. That entire yeah. offense is just fit together this year. Yep. And, uh, I um, definitely wanted to talk about the Bills coming from someone that had to go up against Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs in fantasy last week. It's not okay. a fun time. 
God, God bless your soul. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I, um, I also want to talk about the Ravens. Um, I think they, they, don't, they did lose to the Steelers, but they played them well. And Lamar Jackson, obviously, is having an underwhelming year. But I think they kind of pull it all together. The defense has been playing better, I would say, than people expected. Yeah. They don't, have, they don't have the receivers, but they've got a couple solid running backs in Mark Ingram and Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins. And if Lamar kind of figures it out, puts up numbers he was putting up last year, I think they can make a deep run. And, yeah, so that's all. Y'all yeah, I, I like J.K. Dobbins. Well, I, I, I want to go back to the Seahawks. I think the Seahawks are the most unpredictable team in the NFL. Right. I, yeah. You were saying earlier about they can go as far as their defense will allow them to go. Yeah. Yes. They're, the defense, with, with the exception of the Cowboys, um, that's, that Seahawks defense is horrible. And it's pretty bad. Um, I, I don't know if Russell Wilson can just will his team to yeah. even maybe even the conference championship, much less the Super Bowl with that defense. But if he can, more power to him. But the Seahawks yeah. are definitely one to watch. Yeah. All right, now something I am oh so excited to talk about. Oh, the man. highly coveted oh, NFC East race. <laughs> just for first off, just just get rid of the division. Uh, um, so we've got a couple NFC East fans here, as Ben said earlier, he's a Cowboys fan. And I am a Giants fan, which living in Texas, it's a little weird being a Giants fan and a, a lot depressing, just like, just like Ben. But um, my uh, totally unbiased opinion on who I think is going to win the division, it's going to be the Giants, for sure. They uh, string together a couple <laughs> wins. We take care of business this week against the Seahawks, or not Seahawks, the Eagles. We still have to play the Seahawks and the Ravens and the Browns Ooh. and the Cardinals. But, you know, we'll they, get it done. They, we'll these, are, these, are, these are looking tough at the back end of the schedule. Um, things are, uh, you know, looking up as Daniel Jones, for the second time in his career, did not have a turnover last week. Hey, the fumble, the fumble king is making a comeback he's this season. He's making moves. Mm-hmm. He I is, mean, he's, he, he's hard not to like. He's, he is Danny Dimes. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Um, I would say coming out of the NFC East, um, I would say the Eagles, uh, just because they do have – well, they do have the best record, but I do think that they are able to pull off some wins in unconventional The only uh, The only thing about the Eagles, they're obviously sitting in the best spot right now, but since they finished first in the division last year, they have an even harder end of the season than the Giants because they have to play like the first-place teams from the other divisions. And they also have dealt with some injuries as well. They're, that hurts. Miles Sanders is coming back, but, you know. That injury list is very Miles long. Miles Sanders looked good at the beginning of the year. He still um, looks good. I mean, yeah. He's, he's had a good year, surprisingly, I would say. Um, so I think that the Eagles are in, I would say, a better position than the Giants. But uh, going back to maybe a dark horse is the football team. Um, I think that they are the most well put together. That defensive line is crazy. Kerrigan, Jonathan Allen. Terry McLaurin. Uh, Ter- and Terry McLaurin on. Just tried to find him on Fantasy this week. Oh, uh, yes. If you, have, if you have him, please, please start him. Um, on offense, uh, a wide receiver, he's he's basically he's probably the only weapon that they have going for them right now, per se. Yeah. Besides their defense. Besides, besides, besides and the well, Antonio Gibson. We need to talk about yeah. Antonio Gibson. Antonio Gibson. Yeah. And J D McKissick coming out of there. McKissick has looked good too, but the the Washington football defense has just been. I don't know. Couldn't stop They've the Giants in the first up half though. this year. I feel like um, again they could not stop the Giants in the first half last week. Um, that. that is true, which is pretty sad. Uh, Eagles look shaky as always, but I feel like they're gonna pull it out. Yeah, um, I would test them. I'd, I'd like to read pick. off these stat or these uh, 
their records, Eagles are three, four, I, I and think one. It's, uh, and I think every- it's well known. Everybody, I think we, I think we got it. I don't, I don't know if I am subject to hearing the, that. Right the now. the always funny imposter memes. Right, right, right. Yeah, we get it. We got it. Yes. Um, right. Thank you, though. I was just gonna say they're the only team with four losses. All the other teams have six and seven, which is true. Hard to come back from. True, is what true, I'm true. Especially with the schedule that the Giants have and the uh, just heartbreaking yeah. injuries that the Cowboys have had. And well, the reality is five wins will probably win the division. Six wins will definitely win the division. So it kind of yeah. just depends on how yeah. the, the... Like, if any team can steal a win that isn't against the... Like, if the Giants go and beat the Bengals or something and also beat the Cowboys and the, and the Eagles, then it's going to have to be something like that. Okay, so there's some dispute over this one, but um, we were kind of talking about true mobile quarterbacks and kind of who classifies as a true mobile quarterback? You obviously got Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson. The the obvious ones per se. Yes. Yes. But I mean there's a lot of guys, a lot of sneaky guys that are more mobile than you would think, maybe. Daniel, like a Josh Dan- Allen. Like a or, Daniel, or a Daniel Jones. Like Daniel, Daniel Jones. Jones. <laughs> we were kinda of talking about that. And but in the sense of like a true mobile quarterback, maybe runs just as much as they pass. I don't know if anyone does that, but a heavy amount of running. Um, is this the year that one of them makes a deep playoff run? Do the Cardinals make a deep playoff run? Do the Ravens make a deep playoff run? The Seahawks are capable, and they have in the past. Yeah. But but but, but the only difference with that is that the Legion of Boom. Of course, yeah, they had a good was, defense. Was that... in their prime, and the Seahawks do not have the Legion of Boom oh, for f- for a few years now. Yeah. And, um, however, I do think that the Ravens, the Ravens again. Look a little shaky with Lamar at quarterback, um, and of course the playoff Cardinals. Oh wait, no, sorry. Yo, what am I talking about? The Ravens. Yeah, and I'm tripping. Uh, Lamar's playoff woes are definitely something to look at. He hasn't made it. He hasn't I made it for him. This is this is the year he turns it around. I think the defense is playing, like I said, better than people thought, and I I think maybe this is the year they make it around. I I know we've all heard of a sophomore slump. It's yeah. just after if you have a great rookie year, your sophomore year you struggle. Well, Lamar had a great sophomore year, so I think he's having a slump. So the then, question so, is, can he get out of that? So then, are the expectations too high? Because like, because like, because yeah. like, when we remember Lamar Jackson um, replacing Joe Flacco, was it right? Joe yeah. Flacco. Yeah. Um, like people wanted him to just take over the team, and he was doing it. Like you know, he's leading. Yeah, they, the, I mean, what was their record last year? Fourteen and two. It was Lost crazy. Lost the division of the Titans. And I, and I just I remember watching the first playoff game uh, against the Steelers uh, in Lamar's rookie season and just him playing horrible and the the Ravens just wanted all the Ravens fans were just going crazy telling them to get off the field booing him and um, you know may, maybe expectations are too high for Lamar but he has already won an MVP so he he does need to perform in the playoffs um, and get to the Super Bowl to take that next step yeah. Um, those are my thoughts on the Ravens and the Cardinals. Kyler Murray this season. It's been fun to watch. He's been probably fun, fun when he's watch. on your fantasy team too. <laughs> hey, I personally I think I have the best top five um, put together team in fantasy, but we'll get to that later. We will get to that later. Um, Cardinals. Uh, I think Kenny Drake comes back this week. Uh, you know, DeAndre Hopkins. Of course, I, I think is the best receiver in the league. Um, yeah, we we can talk about that in the future. Um, and then 
I would say, you know, Christian Kirk, um, you know, Swiss Army Knife, Larry Fitz, you know, Ageless, Wonder, Ageless, Ageless Wonder, uh, Kenyon Drake, as already mentioned. And then I think the defense is underrated. Um, I mean, they haven't had an amazing year. Kenyon Drake has had a very off and on year. I mean. Uh, up and down. Yeah. Um, and then I think with the Cardinals losing Chandler Jones, um, all pro D end, like, you yeah. know. That's obviously going to hurt them, but I don't think it's the Cardinals' time yet. Um, I did think that they will make the playoffs and maybe make a little bit of noise, uh, potentially in the wild card round. But, um, oh, we can talk about that potentially. Sure. Um, All right, so kind of going off of this, kind of figured out our judgments, do we have any hot takes for the rest of the NFL season? I guess I'll I'll start. The Steelers, Ben uh, touched on a little bit earlier. He said... You know, me and John don't think that uh, they're going anywhere, but he does. So, yeah, I think so far this year, I mean, they're 8-0. You look at their schedule. They've played the Ravens, and that's about it. They've, I mean, they've beaten the Giants. They've beaten the Cowboys. They've beaten, you know, some, Te- some bad teams. Teams, teams that are not good. They've, they've, yeah. they've tended to play to the level of their competition, I would say. And it's kind of like I, – I, I sat down and watched the Cowboys-Steelers game last week. And, I mean – Gary Gilbert looked good, like a good against what is they, – they do have a great defense, obviously. James Conner's had a good year too, but it just seems like – I don't know. It just seems like they're pretenders. They, they, it's pretty impressive how they have found ways to win all these games. I mean, it's, don't get me wrong. It's obviously really hard to go 8-0. But when you have to consistently go against teams like the Ravens every week in the playoffs, it, it's hard to string together wins. So. Um. I don't think they win. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I mean, fun, fun, funny stat line though. But I guess it does make sense. Um, I saw this thing that the uh, Steelers only had a seventy-two percent chance of winning their division at eight and zero. Yeah. Then the yeah. Eagles did at a seventy-eight percent chance to win the NFC East. Well, I mean, the Ravens are a much. They have a much better chance to get good and kind of string together and get hot than I would say. The Giants, the right. Cowboys, or Washington. I mean, I mean, does, it's right? a competitive division, you know, the Ravens and then uh, right. Cleveland. The Cleveland's got a winning record. That defense uh, has been and then very good. And C- then Cincinnati, Joey B, doing yeah, They're thing. fun to watch, too. I think they're much better than their record shows. Oh, yeah. I have uh, T. Higgins on my fantasy team, too. Obviously, <laughs> defense fun. played terrible in the, first, the beginning of the season, but they kind of put it together. Um, I'd say their offense... I just needed a little push from a running back, and that's what they got with Mixon, and they've looked so good. Um, yeah. Okay, hot take from me, NFL. So we have an important game uh, tonight, but we'll get to that later. However, I do think that one of the most perplexing teams this season has been the Houston Texans. Of course, they had a stacked schedule uh, in the first half of the season, uh, playing teams like the Chiefs and the Ravens. And the you Steelers. Just, and the Steelers, yeah. And, you know, so, so they've gone off course. They're 2-6. and six, Or, yes, actually 2-6. and six. Um, Both wins coming against the Jags. Yes. Um, they although, almost uh, beat the Titans, too, when they were undefeated. I mean, King, King Henry is having a field day with these NFL defenses. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but um, my hot take is that I think that the Colts will have a midseason collapse and depending on how the rest of the AFC turns out, I think that the Houston Texans can actually be willed by Deshaun Watson himself to maybe secure that seventh spot. Sneak into the playoffs. Sneak into the playoffs. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, I, I agree that that extra spot this year has added something new. Um, yeah, this weird. I, it, I it's think, interesting. And what I'm saying is I completely agree with your uh, Steelers thing, but there's n- don't they still have to make the playoffs? Like, they will make the playoffs. Even if they don't win their conference. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I had Carolina Panthers, who have looked so good, just – very difficult schedule. Um, that game against the Chiefs was one of the best games I've seen all oh, season. Oh, yeah. They looked so good. Um, I mean, Christian McCaffrey, poor guy. Teddy Bridgewater, who was dominant with the Saints last year and who's played very well, just just not put things together when he's needed to. So I don't think they're going anywhere if they get to the no. playoffs. But I think they still have a chance. Obviously, their receiving core is really good. If they have Christian McCaffrey yeah. back, that helped so much. And their defense is still... Pretty average defense. Yeah, so. maybe something to kind of look for in coming years, not so much this year. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so that's a good transition into fantasy. And I wanted to start this segment off with a little sob story of mine that I tell everyone that you know knows about fantasy. So I'm the proud owner of Lamar Jackson on my team. And uh, let's go back to week three. Uh, primetime Monday Night Football, the Ravens are playing the Chiefs. I'm down by 14 and a half points going into the Monday Night game. That's easy. That's easy money, right? Lamar Jackson, he'll get fourteen and a half points. That's light work. So it comes down to the um, comes down to the wire. The Ravens, the Ravens don't look so great. They're losing, and um, they punt. And I realized, oh my God, Lamar Jackson has fourteen and a half points. I am tied. This is incredible. And then the Ravens make a stop. They get the ball back with like ten seconds left, down by twenty or so. And I'm like. Lamar Jackson just needs one yard, and I win. He just needs to do something positive. And they take a knee, and he loses one yard, and I lose by point one. It's haunting. It's really – It's It's a it's sad, awful. sad world that we live yeah, in. Yeah, it's, it's really terrible. I mean, it's not terrible for me. Uh, I won a couple of weeks ago because uh, one of my running backs, Todd Gurley, was trying to end the game by uh, falling down at the one-yard line, which he has done in the past. But he accidentally fell into the end zone, giving me six points, but losing the game for the Atlanta Falcons. That was which funny. Is I, I, I pretty will uncommon, say we, sh- we should make a new rule that if you lose to the Atlanta Falcons this season, <laughs> you are automatically disqualified. They've, from they've actually been hot. Gonna lose. They look good. They look really good. I don't know how the last few weeks. Well, okay, so think about this, right? I think for the past, so ever since the blender in the Super Bowl, this right. Falcons have had what? Two, two or three straight seven and nine seasons, and they've started off terrible. In yeah. the beginning of the season, yeah. and then they rack up the exactly. wins. Kind of the opposite of every game. <laughs> well, you know, that's that that's amazing. But it's uh, funny and, and, you... and, and that's the highlight of my Cowboy season is watching that comeback against that the Falcons. Was yeah. oh that God. was amazing. Greg Zerline has been the MVP of this I season. Um, and personally, a sob story for me, my first pick, Nick Chubb, obviously has been out for six weeks. It's been tough. However, I think that I have one of the most stacked teams that you could find all, all through drafting. So with Nick Chubb coming back this week, I picked up James Robinson, uh, who just came out of nowhere for the Jags. Yeah, yeah top, he really has. Top five running back uh, yeah. week one, picked him up, and he's done amazing. And then also two top five receivers, Lockett and Hopkins, and then, of course, Kyler Murray. I don't know if Lockett's top five receiver. He's the... He yeah. had and, one, and, and one really good game. And fantasy. He has become, he's become a boomer bust player. It seems like oh, DK yeah, consistently gets more than he does. Yeah. On a weekly DK's basis. looked really good, which is pretty surprising. I would say so. How, however, do, do you think that defense has put more of an emphasis on DK or Tyler? 
I think after that 53-point game from Tyler Lockett, defenses focused a little more on him. Yeah. And DK Metcalf had a 40-point game. And, yeah. But, but that's good for the Seahawks, though, because now Russell Wilson can throw it down a little bit more. Tyler Lockett is much more of a, you know, a route-running-oriented receiver. Yeah. Um, He's and, in the slot, and the Metcalf's out wide. So Metcalf's going to get less catches for more yards. But I mean, he does Lockett do still gets. He has like three ninety-three yard performances in a row. Yeah, and like four catches in each of them. And then, can we talk about the historic point values that we? Ah, uh, yeah. Oh goodness. So Great. we've had some some big swings in our league this year. Ben did set the record for most points in a week with two hundred ten, which is a lot for the point values we have. It's pretty impressive, especially in a fourteen. In a, yeah, league. a fourteen-man league. league, very impressive. Um, didn't you have three players combined for like over a hundred points that week? Um, that Seahawks Cardinals game. Yes, I think. It was well, crazy. was that um, that week? No, that was a different week. That was actually a different week. There, there was one week where, in addition to the two hundred point game, there was one week where I was down, a hundred and twenty, hundred and twenty five to let's say, sixty sixty points. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I had three players left. Um, on Sunday Night Football, which is actually the Seahawks Cardinals game, and of course me having Kyler, DeAndre Hopkins, and Tyler Lockett. Um, Tyler Lockett, 53 points. Yeah, he played out of his mind. Um, and then I ended up winning that week by 35, just from three players. Um, yet I'm still only five and four. I mean, sometimes that's all you need to win. Uh, I have Devontae Adams and Josh Allen who have carried my team when they're healthy and they're playing well. Um, I've won two weeks so far just because of them, uh, uh, Josh Jacobs has not performed the way I wanted he, him to. He had a very good week one and then... Week one, week three, week five, and then he, he just couldn't perform over 15 points after that. It was it was uh, pretty terrible. Um, Todd Gurley, who I picked up pretty late on, kind of a risk, was has been really good for me. I mean, he had... Yeah. He, he has a comeback story this season. So many, so many touches and so many touchdowns. Uh, not not the greatest amount of yards, but he, yeah, no. he is a finisher for them, and he um, and with that passing offense that scores so many points and gets down to the goal line that much, then it, it's been really nice. To have yeah. Him on my so team. speaking of running backs, there's been a lot of talk, like I've kind of seen just around like Instagram and TikTok and all the socials about zero RB kind of like being a draft strategy next year. Just so so care to explain what exactly that means? Cause okay. Zero RB, for those of you that do not understand, is basically the idea of taking two, three, or four rounds to draft solid receivers and tight ends and quarterbacks, maybe saying, I'm not going to draft a running back till the fifth or sixth round. So you want to break fantasy football? Base- well, I'm not, I'm not advocating for this in any way. I'm just kind of discussing the idea of it. Cause, you know, and it does make sense. I mean, the top two running backs, the top two overall picks this year, Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley, did get hurt and have missed... Saquon the whole year, and McCaffrey substantial time. Zeke, the third pick in most leagues, he, I mean, he's put up good numbers, but since Dax got hurt and the Cowboys haven't been able to figure out their offense, he hasn't had a great year. And so it kind of makes sense to, like, I could kind of see the argument to wait and play the waivers and see if someone like a James yeah. Robinson or a Mike Davis emerges from the waivers. Yeah. Just kind of play it like that. But then you have that risk of skipping I know right. you wouldn't skip a Camara or a McCaffrey well, but or someone like that. In this situation, you would. Which like is, that's, that's why it's. Not, I couldn't do that, but right. you can't bank on people getting yeah, hurt. Really, but maybe if you want to do this in your ninth, 
ninth or tenth or something late on in the right. draft, um, when a, you might want to yeah, do that. When a Calvin Ridley falls to you next year or exactly. a DK Metcalf. But you might be missing out on a chance of an Aaron Jones right. or something, someone like that it, who could trick, play out of sure. their mind. I just don't think it's reasonable at all. Yeah, I, 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 think, I, I think it falls back on like the value of what a running back is yeah. in the NFL. Because uh, I'll use Zeke as a prime example. Zeke came in um, to a horrible Cowboys uh, team coming off a bad season. They, they had played Romo, had, had taken his last injury. Mad Castle, um, and of course our now offensive coordinator, um, who I will get to in a second, maybe. Um, but he came in and he 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 dominated, dominated um, for the next couple of seasons, and he got a big paycheck, and he capitalized on that, and he's he's been a, he's been he was good, uh, the season that he got that contract, and then this season he's kind of wavered off. So it's like running backs take so much hits. Maybe, maybe in favor of your argument that um, well, they they like it's yeah. proven. I mean, they get hurt at a higher rate. That's that's the whole it's purpose. Because, and more touches, more times you get hit. So yeah. a running back's gonna get more touches than a receiver. Absolutely, and they have way no, more. It, all, of a it makes sense. I, so, I mean, it does make sense, but yeah. I don't know if it's some if I'm willing to. Maybe it's like a experimental thing. And then maybe maybe we see more teams going back to a running. A running back by committee because of all the injuries that yeah. pile up. Also, I mean the forty nine. Like you, you could always make second league and try that out, see how it goes, yeah. and not do it in your main league. Right. So yeah, um, I think let's take a look ahead at this week. We've got some big matchups in college football, and in an otherwise kind of underwhelming week, you don't have too many ranked matchups, but um, we've definitely got some solid ones in college and in the NFL. Uh, the three ones I really want to look at in college, you've got Notre Dame going on the road to Chestnut Hill, Boston College. I think they actually will lose. I think they're kind of sitting high on this win against Clemson. And Boston College, they're you know unveiling some new uniforms this week. The red bandanas, they look great. <laughs> but um, kind of get some hype around that. And Boston College, I'm sure you all remember, played Clemson really well. I know they didn't. I mean, I know they didn't pull it out, but I think. Notre Dame's only favored by 13 and a half as of right now. And I think they're kind of sitting high and Boston College might take advantage of that. I, I completely agree. I yeah. I think that there there has to be room for upsets. Um, and of course, you know, in the time of the coronavirus, you, you get you get major games that just yeah. don't make any sense whatsoever yeah. in, I mean, in, in any case. And I think that Notre Dame falls this week. Yeah. How I see it is... Boston College had a very close game with Clemson. They right. played well. If Boston College can play how they played against Clemson for the four, first three quarters uh, against uh, Notre Dame and not let up in that fourth quarter like they did to Clemson. And uh, obviously, Clemson doesn't, didn't have Trevor Right, Lawrence but Clemson does Notre kind Dame. of have one so. of those games every year. They, I mean, not necessarily last year, but the year before, there was Syracuse and there was Pitt and the NC year before State, that. Yeah, right. all those teams. Well, okay, and so the next matchup I wanted to look at, it's not as um, kind of, it's not as huge this week, but Arkansas is, I think, a better team than their record shows. The first game of the season, they outplayed Georgia for a half. They should have gotten the win against Arkansas, but there was some interesting refereeing uh, going yeah. on, and um, they take on Florida this week. I think Florida does get it done. As we talked about, their offenses looked really, really good. 
but I think it might be closer than some people realize. Yeah. So, and then the last one, the Big Ten has kind of produced some interesting records so far. You've got Indiana, who's a top 10 team for the first time in our lives, and you've got North, an undefeated Northwestern team going into West Lafayette and taking on undefeated Purdue this week. And Northwestern, in the, in the first week of big time play, Northwestern beat Maryland and Talia Tagovailoa 43-3. And Maryland has gone on to look really good in their next two games, beat Minnesota and Penn State. They did get their game canceled against Ohio State this week. Which, which is, is one sad. of the games I was really looking forward yeah, to. Yeah, that was going to be awesome to watch yeah. Talia take on Justin Fields. Speaking about this crazy, like, Big Ten, this year has just been crazy for the Big Ten. Uh, I'm interested to see the Michigan play uh, Wisconsin. Yeah. I mean, Wisconsin is a top 25 team. They Absolutely. looked good in their first oh, we, couple We need games. to take a second to talk about Graham Mertz. The, um, he was the guy. I mean, in their first game, they've only played one game. Against, uh, who was it, Illinois? I mean, he threw for four touchdowns in the first half, like 300 yards. They looked amazing. Then he got COVID. Then the whole team got COVID. Now they haven't played, so now we're back. And, um, yeah, it's going to be exciting to see them take on Michigan, who's kind of... I mean, how warm is Jim Harbaugh's seat right now? Um, not, 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 not warm, That's what I'm saying. Not warm enough for him to not have been fired already. Oh, I, 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 I obviously it wouldn't be fired already, but... If, they need to do if, something. They need. This is the game that he they, needs. Yeah. If Kinda they like, lose this game, they have a pretty difficult schedule um, I would say ahead of them. This is a really obviously. similar situation that Tom Herman faced a couple weeks ago, taking on Oklahoma State. I think he he need. I mean, if if Texas loses that game, they get their third loss of the season. I mean, everyone's pushing to fire him. Mm-hmm. I think if has Michigan already lost twice or just once? Twice. Twice. Okay. And I mean, they take on a top ten team. It's going to be another kind of. They need this win at home for Michigan. They, they need this. He needs this. And, of course, as Longhorn fans, um, I guess we could talk about the game against West Virginia uh, yeah. for, for a little bit. Um, how it plays in the Big 12 uh, race. It still amazes me how UT is in the race, considering that a very good OK State team and a pretty good Oklahoma team still um, need a couple things to happen. But, I mean, UT... UT seems to kind of be in the driver's seat. For uh, I mean, yeah, we control our own destiny, which is not something I expected after losing the TCU in Oklahoma. Pretty crazy. Um, well, I kind of want to go back to the uh, Arkansas Florida game. Okay. That I uh, you, you only wanna, talked wanna, about Arkansas really. You brag on Florida a little bit more and their coaching offense. Florida has looked amazing this year. Um, Kyle Trask, a senior this year, has looked so good. Um, which we all kind of knew was going to yeah, happen. Yeah, and a Kyle Pitts. Uh, Scott's got to mention Kyle Pitts. Oh, yeah. Just the whole, the whole team has looked very good this year. Um, sure. Defense stepped up against uh, the Georgia running Well, game, I mean, I it doesn't doesn't take a whole lot to defend. No, that running. No. I guess so, but Stetson Bennett. Georgia. DeJuan Ge- Mathis. Yeah. Why, okay, so you, you see – like I keep seeing this stuff. They signed – JT Daniels transfers from USC to Georgia. And you've also got Jamie Newman, who's hurt, I know. But you would think JT Daniels would be the backup, and he proved himself to be a pretty solid quarterback at USC. It makes no sense why they're not playing him at Georgia. It kind of like he must be hurt or discipline issues or something, because it really makes no sense. Like, I don't understand that one at all. Georgia, and, and maybe that has to do with it because Georgia, um, they don't have a quarterback, and they. I mean, would you argue that they've been the biggest pretenders of college football this season? No, I wouldn't. I think their defense is the best in college football. It just. 
They they did look bad against Florida, but they did have four I can't defensive put starters. I can't put. Then them who can you put? Who can you put out of them? Alabama or Ohio State. I, so. I mean, both of those teams have held not the best teams, but still Georgia teams that can put up numbers. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I mean, we'll, we'll see, see what Georgia yeah. does the rest of the year. They need to get healthy. They need to find a quarterback. Yeah, they'll finish in the top fifteen. I'm sure. Yeah, kind of just. See and yeah, see if they can figure out the quarterback situation. Really, but um, um, moving on yeah. into the NFL, big games in the NFL. Yep. Um, so tonight we have Colts versus Titans for AFC South supremacy. Maybe tonight. Who knows? Who knows <laughs> when this comes out? But um, maybe so. it happened last night, Thursday night, November twelfth. Oh yeah, twenty twenty. Um, so I think that the Titans will be able to pull this one out. Um, the Colts defense has. Kind of been their saving grace this season. I think Philip yeah. Rivers is Walked. maybe erratic, to say the least. At most, <laughs> nice um, but I don't think that that defense and anybody could tackle the absolute man among <laughs> men in Derrick Henry. And they totally. I mean, AJ Brown is totally developed for them. Corey Davis. Oh yeah, I mean AJ Brown hurt, got hurt this yeah, year. He's been great um, so far. Came back. Corey Davis kind of shined after he got hurt and both of them have now even out and looked really really yeah. good this year no they're not a fun team at all and, and uh their defense the defense is okay kenny vaccaro leading that defense they I, good... I think they are a lot better than they are uh i actually had them in fantasy at the beginning of this year and they didn't put up great numbers but they had a good game last week given they played the bears offense i don't know i think their offense is probably stronger than their defense yeah. but and of course, we'll you know, see. shout out, shout out to Ryan Tannehill for revitalizing his yeah, career last year. That's so good yeah. for him. I was kind of hoping Cam Newton would do the same thing, but he he, ha- he was for two games. Hashtag ban Adam Gase from the NFL. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know if we can get into that right now. <laughs> um, Maybe next week. I don't know. The uh, the Patriots Poor have just looked um, bad. It's been bad. The Jets just can't close out games. I think Bill Belichick needs a quarterback who has not been um, already. Taught and yeah. just he needs someone who he can mold into the quarterback he wants. He doesn't need a Cam Newton who's they already a running quarterback. Who? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that that that's another topic. So one game I really wanted to talk about was the Bills Cardinals game. This oh week, yeah, which is in Arizona, and the Cardinals are favored. But like we've said, the Bills have looked really strong on offense. Their defense has done enough to I mean keep the leads pretty yeah. pretty large. And I think the Bills get it done on the road this week behind the attack of Josh Allen and yeah. Stephon Diggs and all the... So I, I want to go in a different direction on that. So maybe, maybe we had a combination of the Cardinals and the Bills game last week when they played the Dolphins and the Seahawks. We get yeah. a combination of that game and we, get, we just get a 55 to 52 blow, uh, Although the Dolphins shootout, defense has been good. Uh, shootout. Cardinals. Um... A shootout game, just greatest game of the season. And I think this is, you know, two potential um, teams that people will consider contenders or pretenders. We'll see who the, this matchup will determine whether or not those teams are who they say that they are. Um, yeah. And I, and I think, contrary to Brad, I think the Cardinals can actually pull this one out. No, yeah, I can definitely see it going either way. I just think the Bills get it done. Um... I don't know who's winning this. I know it's going to be a close game. It's and, uh, to watch. High scoring. I mean, 
both of these offenses have looked the best out of really any offenses yeah, this whole year. It so. is, is Josh Allen looking at an MVP bid if he wins it's just, this game? It's so hard to put. I mean, Russell Wilson, as you said, willed his team. Yeah. To the is is willing. Team. Is willing. Yeah, right. he is. I but mean, it's, so, it's so hard to put anyone above him right now. Um, and, of course, Patrick Mahomes, the Chiefs are 8-1. and one. Right. There isn't really an MVP on the Steelers, but you kind of get where I'm going with that. Yeah. The other game, maybe the final game, I'm really you know excited. It has playoff implications. You got Giants Eagles this week in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Please, please, I urge you, if you are listening to this, do not watch that game. Don't That's... subject, don't subject yourself to watching NFC East football if you don't have to. Playoff implications. Playoff implications. Just to lose to the Packers in the wild card. If you so have a saying, choice to watch the Detroit Lions over that game, I would do it. I, I'd watch an Atlanta Falcons game over watching that. Uh, that's right. true. The disrespect Falcons. is unbelievable. Unbelievable. <laughs> We're just getting around. I'm a Cowboys um, fan. How can you even <laughs> say that? I'm, We're just joking. <laughs> Although the Lions have actually looked pretty good this year. So, so yeah. Uh, I think that's a good place to end it off right at 45 minutes. This was a lot longer than I thought it was going to be. But I don't know. We just kind of went off on our tangents. Uh, let us know if anybody made it this far, how you liked it, how you like listening yeah. to this. If you're interested in basketball or baseball or other sports, see if we can do some of that stuff too. And I'm um, very excited to see how this all plays out and see if we're right about things because we, we just are so educated. And uh, yeah. The, the sideliners. That's the, the sideliners. sideliners. Yep. The podcast where nothing is actually opinion, because all we say is facts. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Thank you to my co-hosts, my lovely co-hosts. Um, Pleasure doing business with you boys. Absolutely. Yeah. Great to see you. Um, hopefully we'll see you all again next week. Organized and better, but yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs>